Bibles, please, to Deuteronomy chapter 30. We are indeed moving toward the end of that book. You can almost hear Moses wrapping up his sermons. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 1, hear now the inerrant, infallible, and inspired word of God. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, that thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whither the Lord thy God hath driven thee. And thou shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. If any of thine be driven out unto the utmost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee and from thence will he fetch thee and the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live. And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken <clears throat> unto the voice of of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law and if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul for this commandment which I command thee this day it is not hidden from thee neither is it far off it is not in heaven that thou shouldest say who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it Excuse me. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply that uh, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away so that thou wilt not hear but shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whither thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. 
I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his most holy word. If I might put in a plug for the morning sermon today, the Lord has simply teed up a wonderful passage for us to continue straight into our discussion of growing in love toward the Lord. So, up to now, in these last few chapters that we've read in the book of Deuteronomy, we've heard about the <laughs> blessings and the cursings. Deuteronomy 29 ends with the cursings. It also ends with that wonderful passage about the difference between that which is revealed and that which is secret. And the Lord has pressed these things to, the, to our hearts that we may not try to peer back behind the secret decree of God and know what His, quote, will is in that way but that we might know his revealed will and do all these commandments. So now, as the, as the threatening has been given to them, that when and if they turn away from the Lord, they will be taken into captivity and they will be scraped off the land. Now here in chapter 30 we begin, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, and the Lord... Uh, and, and thou shalt call them to mind among the nations whither the Lord thy God hath driven thee. Notice it seems to be a foregone conclusion here. What a wonderful ministry Moses had. He's preaching to the people of Israel and telling them, it's not if, it's when you go into captivity. You're going to turn away. When we get to chapter 32, this will become most evident in that what is called the song of Moses. Um, I'll save my comments on the Song of Moses for, the, for that day. Uh, so here they, they shall be driven to all kinds of nations, but they will return to the Lord. They will obey His voice. And what will the Lord do? He'll bring them back. He'll set them up again. He'll bless them. What does that sound like to you, beloved? Does that sound like a covenant of works or a covenant of grace? How many sins does it take to fail of a covenant of works? One. How much recovery is there in a covenant of works? None. Ever. That covenant is broken. It comes to an end. Right? So the Lord deals with them here graciously in that he threatens beforehand what will happen if they turn away and he promises what he will do for them if they obey him. He will turn their captivity. He will have compassion upon them. He will return and gather them from all the nations where he did scatter them. It doesn't matter how far, he says. Even if, if it's to the utmost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. He will bring you back into the land. And the Lord will not put curses upon you. Instead, he will put curses upon your enemies. Your enemies shall be the ones that are cursed. Why? Because you have in your, in your faith, 
in your obedience. And I, I hope you noticed how many times in this passage the Lord talked about their heart. This is not outward obedience that we're talking about here. This is heart or faith obedience that we're talking about here in chapter 30. And so in, in talking about all of that heartfelt obedience to them, Notice the Lord says, when you do that, you have avenged yourself to be my people and you'll be treated like my people. But when you turn away from me and when your heart goes after other gods, you have avenged yourself to be my enemies and you'll be treated like my enemies. Yet, the Lord says, because they are his people and because of the promises he made to their fathers, that they will return if they repent. And he'll bring them home. And he will set them up again in the land. Now we come to verse 11. For this commandment which I command thee this day is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It's not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it down to us that we may hear and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear and do it? But the word is very nigh thee. It is in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. Some of you will recognize that the Apostle Paul, as a Pharisee, probably had the book of Deuteronomy and Isaiah memorized. He will quote from Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 13 in Romans chapter 10. <clears throat> he will add a word or two to it to help us to understand what a proper interpretation of this passage is. He'll say, <clears throat> this word is not up in heaven, Right? That is, Christ has come down and he's brought it. This word is not in the deep. That is, Christ has been raised from the dead. No, it's not over the sea. It's in your mouth and in your heart. And what? It's this word of faith which we preach. Paul has just helped us to understand that what Moses told them was if they believed in the Lord... They would have everything that we will have if we believe in the Lord. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's what he says. That's what the children of Israel were told. This is that same passage. And so the Apostle Paul is telling us here that what they had in Deuteronomy, although it was in a reduced glory, less open, more obscure. It was the same understanding that if they, if they, um, if they would but understand it, receive it, they had that word in their mouth and they had that word in their heart that they might do it. It's not too far away from you. And beloved, the same is true for you. Do we sometimes struggle with assurance? I think probably we do. We struggle with assurance when we do what? When we focus upon our faith or some other thing that we did rather than focusing upon the Lord and his superabundance. If the object of our faith is our faith, oh, I hope my faith is strong enough. Forget it, it's not. It's just not. It's not faith in faith. It's not faith in works. It's not faith in anything but Christ. And that word, it is 
right near to you. It's in your ears. It's in your mouths. It's in your thoughts. Beloved, simply receive it. <coughs> simply call upon the name of the Lord. <coughs> Salvation is, in, in one respect, the easiest thing in the world. And another, the hardest thing in the world. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so you might then think of yourselves when, when, when we read this, verse 11, 12, and 13, and 14, on the authority of the Apostle Paul. Examine yourselves. Is that word of God, that word of faith, which the Apostle Paul and Moses preached, is it in your mouth and is it in your heart? So then, see, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. And when we come to the end of chapter 30, we're coming to the end of one of the discourses. Chapter 31 takes up another discourse, or a, a new sermon, if you will. See how it begins. Moses went and spake all these words unto Israel. Okay, So Moses is wrapping up his sermon, which began in chapter 27. I think it was 27. Yes, 27. And in wrapping it up now, he says, See, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, and his statutes, and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. We don't often think of love like that, do we? We'll get to that, Lord willing, in a bit. We think of love as, you know, it's kind of either we have it or we don't. How can you command me to love? How can you command my emotions? How can, how can you command my affections? Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But notice, if thy heart turn away, then Moses says, I denounce you this day that you will surely perish. And now he gives us the weight and moment of this. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. It is a commandment, isn't it? Yes, we must choose. Yes, we understand that that choice is a choice that we can only make with that new heart. Otherwise, we will choose death. Otherwise, we will choose hatred of God rather than love for him. All that hate me love death. We can't choose life in our natural estate, can we? That doesn't stop authors of scripture speaking by the Holy Ghost to command you to choose life. Because God uses those commands to draw your heart to himself. And so Moses says, choose life. I tell you the same today as your pastor, as a teacher of the Bible, choose life. Don't choose death. Choose life instead. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, obey his voice, cleave unto him, for he is thy life. There's no life apart from him. Let's stand and call upon the Lord as we sing.